Welcome back to Winding Down Podcast with myself, Adam, and Alicia. Hi. And we are back and with episode, episode, three. episode three. And with episode three, it's our third different color of wine. Yes. Uh, what are we having today, Alicia? Today we are having a red. We are <laughs> very specific, I know. We're having a Behringer um, and we're having a Cabernet Sauvignon from California. And this is a 2017. And it's the Founders Estate, which is, um, I guess, like the shelf up from their basic one. And what you can hear is me opening the wine because we are talking a little bit about, you know, how to make your red wine taste better and whatnot. And, and we're going to be popping this right now uh, with the corkscrew, our first non-screw top wine. Yep. And we're going to let it breathe. And Ooh, that was, ooh nice. that was a good pop. All right. Smell the cork. I've seen people do that. Hmm. Smells. I lost it. It's, it's, it's a, little, a little sweet. Really? I think so. I would say that was a little bit like acidy. Well, we'll get to that itself. Uh, do you want to pour it or just let it sit in the bottle open? What, what's what's your what do you think? I don't know. Let's let it sit for a bit, and then when we're ready, we'll pour and perfect. We'll swirl and, and swirl exactly. And... So, uh, Barrett. So we have a as mentioned last week, we, we've stocked up on wine, and we have a few uh, bottles of red wine sitting around. Uh, waiting to be used for the podcast and we decided to go with one that we had in the house we've had in the house for a couple months now anyways um Behringer is kind of like our old faithful I think we've had this have I had this one before we've had this one before this Um, is usually like our anniversary wine we get it at the keg or you know this is us being fancy kind of but a go-to that we are comfortable I wouldn't I wouldn't even yeah I would go more go-to than fancy because it's we don't I you know as we're not fancy as is the the sort of point of this podcast we're not wine snobs we don't know really anything about wine although we're trying to learn so um this is one that we had recommended to us from my brother-in-law my dad i believe um specifically when they were going to canyon Canyon creek and said oh try the behringer it's really good so you know we tried it cabernet sauvignon as well is a pretty i don't want to say like basic it's like it's like a good foot in the door because it's there's it's not a challenging flavor. I said that last week. Challenging, but yeah. like it's like it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's a little less scary than like a Pinot Noir or a Malbec. Like, what is that? You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah. It's it's, it's more common. like commonly known. Yeah. yeah. So Behringer is sort of our. It was our um, restaurant wine. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, restaurant wine. Because we didn't want to venture out. We knew it was good. <laughs> we wanted red wine because we know it's like you know we'd even said before when you think of red wine, it's like. The lights are low, like dinner out, like there's yeah. sort of that. You're more pairing so- it with a meal. Yeah, it's more sophisticated in our minds, both of our <laughs> yeah. minds, I think, than, than a red or, or, or a white. Sorry, a white or a rosé. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, this is a California wine. So this is our first American wine. Um, oh, yeah. So we had Pelee Island first, and then we had the uh, rosé from La Vielle Ferme. France. From France. Uh, both were surprisingly good and, and good bang for your buck wines as well. Um this one again we had mentioned is the founder's estate, so that's like the uh, like reserve or the uh, vintage on it. Yeah, so it's it's the 2000, 2017, as you mentioned, vintage. It's like the step up from what their you know more uh, widely produced Cabernet Sauvignon okay. is, and yeah. and they do provide other wine choices as well. Um, I've had their Merlot before, which is which is really nice. So. Uh, I've never had a white wine from from Behringer, but uh, I, I imagine you gotta know, add it to the list. Gotta add it to the list, and it's a it's a wine that we we know and love. Um, so we we thought we would start with this for our red wine, right? Yep. So uh, as is tradition, we try to learn a thing or two when it comes to each uh, podcast, and specifically maybe 
applicable to the wine we're having that week. So right. uh, this is a red wine, Cabernet Sauvignon, and we wanted to step up our knowledge on um, how to better appreciate a red wine. Right. Uh, and you edged me on to learn about... Uh, Why do we allow red wine to breathe or aerate, as the fancy name is? Exactly. And if you... If you were to, to just, without looking at the article that's up on the screen in front of you, if you were to just uh, <laughs> guess why you would let wine breathe, why do you think that would be? To taste better. Yeah, just development of flavor, which is... I don't know why, but just apparently if you let it breathe or let a little bit more oxygen to it, it does something with the compounds in the wine to make it taste better. That, that would be my guess. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a little more... Um, approachable once it's opened up a little bit opened and closed i'm reading our terms uh novice wine tasters sort of get challenged by them as this article explains but specifically to to letting a bottle of wine breathe uh this is uh as we mentioned this is our uh little foray into why we actually allow wine to breathe and this article which is on total wine dot com specifies that new wines or young red sorry not new new wines young red wines which this is 2017 um that are high in tannins which we'll get back to are yep. high in tannin such as a cabernet sauvignon or red zinfandel bordeaux and many wines from the rhone valley in, in france uh originally taste better with aeration because their tannins soften and the wine becomes less harsh so um when you, when you think of harshness you would almost think of if i'm thinking of harshness in the terms of wine i'm thinking of like bitterness or dryness. Right. And if we want to move into the tannin topic... We can sort of do both hand in hand, I think. Yeah. So that... I would, My job was to research tannins. So tannin is a compound found in only red wines, which was interesting because I had no idea that it was only red wines that it was found in. But... It makes sense. It totally makes sense once I researched it because red wine, when you... When the grapes are being what fermented uh, fermented um it sits with the skin on it and the stems and that's where the tannins live so and the seeds yeah so the longer a red wine sits in the seeds and the tannins and the skin um that didn't make sense (laughs) no the the longer the the wine's fermented with the skin right the the more tannic it tastes so it's kind of like that indescribable like Puckering puckering dryness yeah so that's tannic or tannin so it's it's interesting. So it's a compound found in red wines, and it's kind of like that indescribable pucker dry taste. Because wine, wine, oh my gosh, wine can be described three ways. It can be sweet, it can be tannic, or it can be high acidity or acidic. acidic. Yeah, exactly. And, and some of them sort of play off each other. And like we had totally. mentioned last week with the rosé, the rosé gets its color because it's a white wine that's processed for a, a portion of, um, you know, it's being created. It's processed like a red wine. So it has the skins that stay intact with the fruit uh, and then they get separated off. And that's why you get the pale red opposed to right. the deep red. Right. So w- we were we were right to say there was some some dryness on that, uh, on that um, or maybe tannicness, I guess, on the rosé last week. But it would be interesting. Yeah, I guess it would have a bit, but definitely not as much as a red wine. No, and, and I think, you know, I don't necessarily, you, we were talking about like what's opposite of dry and, and now we kind of know it. it's sweet, it's sweet. Um, which would be a less acidic wine, right? Exactly. But there's also, they're not, they're all not mutually exclusive because, right. 
you can have, you know, a nose of something that's really sweet and then you taste it and it gives you that dryness on the back of your tongue. So, okay, it's both dry and sweet in right. different aspects of it. Or the initial taste is really powerful with sweetness and then it finishes by drying out your cheeks. Right. Like, oh, it's- but we also have to remember, like we just said, white wine can be dry, but it doesn't have tannins. So tannic is not just dry. It's like that pucker... It's all, yeah. Indescribable compound. It's not necessarily dry, but it kind of does resemble dryness. But white wine cannot have tannin, so it's, it's a bit confusing. It's, it's almost like the, there's two causes to dryness. One is just the flavor profile of it, and right. the other one is the actual chemistry of the you know compounds the, the, the wine, compounds yeah. of leaving the seeds and stems right. in, which is interesting. Uh, and I want to come back here to our Behringer. Um, so it's it's been sitting in the bottle now uh, with the cork out for about seven minutes, and I want you to have a sniff here and, and tell me. Take a deep breath in, mm. just out of the bottle. What, what you're thinking off the nose here? I need another sniff. I don't know. It smell. I don't know. It's faint. It's, it's faint. It's. It has that sort of. Um, I don't want to. It's not fruit. Like that sort of generic red Gener- wine. Yeah, yeah. Where you can smell the alcohol, but it's and it's not sweet. But there's something. That's, you can definitely smell the alcohol, I think. Yeah, and it smells like dark, like it smells like the color <laughs> yeah. almost, like dark yeah, red yeah. fruits, I would think, I like cher- like maybe cherries or like red currants is one you see a lot where it's, um, you know, more more sour almost, but it's hard to get a good Fermenty. taste of it. But it is sweet. There is a sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, but it, you don't get too much of it. So so I'm going to pour this here and while while it's being poured, we'll um, we'll come back and, and let it sit in the glasses for a little bit. Please, please explain, Alicia, uh, our, uh, our cup choices. So, Adam went for a stem, because I had suggested it previously, and I went for stemless. Not sure why, just as feeling stemless today, but Adam, we have to actually make sure we're careful, because this is our first red, as we've said, and the last two episodes we have spilt... I was the first, <laughs> I was the first oops, and oh my gosh, you just almost let that splash out close. of the glass. It was close. Um, and last week, Adam was a disaster. I wish we were on video because it was the grossest yet most hilarious thing I've seen. So, so we, we've, we've poured the wine here. You went, you went short glass, and, yeah. and just to remind uh, the listeners uh, about what specifically that means, um, basically it comes down to temperature. So the glasses are similar in shape. You, uh, the, the, the stemless glass is a little more tapered to the top, yep. um, whereas the stem glass is a lot more round and open at the top, um, so probably more exposure to air, certainly, but there's going to be more concentrated smell in yours because the opening's smaller and it funnels to it. Um, which will be interesting to see if they smell different. But also with the glasses themselves, uh, holding it by the stem, we went through this last week, is going to preserve the uh, temperature of this wine, which we had on our countertop, um, not tucked away anywhere. It was by, by like the windows in the kitchen. So, you know, it has but that little bit of chill. We should have put it in the fridge for 20 minutes before we drink. That's the ideal temperature. Yes. This is not, it's, not it's, a warm bottle. I would say warm. it's cooler than, than warm temperature. Their house is pretty cold anyway, to be yeah. honest, but... So your, yours will certainly change as, as it warms up a little bit there. Right. But um, before we mm. swirl or get legs or anything like that, I want to talk about the bottle because um, yeah, the, the, the standard Behringer bottle is, uh, I believe, a green bottle, uh, which is what this is now that we can see. Uh, and it also um, is a little bit plain. It's uh, some, some maroons and off-whites. Um, the original bottle. Uh, maroons and off-whites. And, and it... Um, it sort of has like a faint picture of like a winery. So it, it's pretty plain. This is a little bit more ornate though. Yeah. Um, on the bottom, there's like a little extra sticker and it has... So this is the founder's estate. So it has a little bit more information about the founders themselves. 
So it says... The longest continually operating winery in California, and then it's in French, established in 1876. And the founders on it are brothers Jacob and Frederick uh, Beringer. So that's specified under the label there. And actually, it's kind of cool because much like the, uh, the Peely Island with the... Was it the pheasant on the front of it? Yeah. There's like a little bit something more here. We haven't flipped to the back yet to, to see tasting notes, which we will get to. Um, but this Are is, there tasting notes on this one? I assume so. I, I haven't oh. looked. I wanted to keep it a secret. Oh. Um, but, you know, it's it's a classy bottle. It looks very nice. It's got uh, it's a black label, silver writing that, etched all over it. Is that not navy blue? That's uh, black. It's straight up black. Yeah. That's no. black. Yes. That's okay. a, that's a black, black label. Yep. Um, to be fair, my brother, my sister, and my dad are colorblind, so... Maybe you have a bit of that, too. <laughs> I haven't um, got my eyes tested in a while. It, no, it in, is black the more... But in this lighting, it's weird. It looks navy blue. In the green behind it does pull out some colors for sure. Same with the red on the label. But Cabernet the silver, Sauvignon. The silver writing. Yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon is the only thing that's in red on the label. Smart. And that little bottom label that Alicia read, the longest continually, continually operating winery in California, is interesting because it's a secondary... Um, it's a secondary label. Yeah, so it, it, it looks good there. So, uh, we should... Uh, give it a we whirl. should do, you know, give it a whirl, give it a cheers. Let's oh, let's yeah. see if that we can indicate some legs on here before we go in for a, a smell. Um, so, I mean, there's not a ton of them actually. I'm seeing mine here. There's a there's few there's a few down the side. Nothing crazy. It's not um, to the level of uh, amount of legs that the last slow wine legs. was. Slow legs. Slow and a slow little and bit sparse. Thicker, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna smell it out of the glass here. You get that um it smells cherryish. Yeah. Like you get the fruity But there is a bitterness to it, like it like unripe unripe fruit almost. Like when you, yeah. when you eat a strawberry like that's too spray. early. Okay, bug so bug spray. Something we watched the Somalia documentaries on uh on Netflix, which we highly recommend, and someone said on there that the uh code word for uh like smelling like cat pee is is black currants. Really? Yes. So wow, it's like I a sophisticated way of saying cat pee is black currants because Do you, you smell get that. Cat pee with this? Well, there's I, I get a lot of acidity, almost to the point where it's um, interesting. Where it's like uh, ammonia almost, yeah. where like, it, like burns the nose. That's a why I said bit. like bug spray, like DEET. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although you're gonna get lots of bugs stuck to you, I think. So very interesting. When you look at the bottom of the glass, Adam, is that sugar? I don't know what that is. It could just be sediments in the bottle. Okay. Um, but there is certainly a, a, a good amount of sediment. Um, yeah. Is it, which is it is bubbles, it's, though? This is pretty dark. Also, we never really talked about the color. Because in the bottle, the bottle is pretty dark. Because it, dark it is in a dark green. So the color in the glass is fairly dark purple. You, you can't like, see, you can't through, see through it. There's a, there's a slight slight glow around the rim. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's opaque all the way through. It's not it's it's more even... translucent than it is even clear on that little water level. Um but it's it is Yeah. It's, you have it's no dark. hope of that this is a this is a wreck your couch kind of wine. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> or your office desk or close. <laughs> yeah, we can tie that at my desk. It's got a little rosé on it now. Uh and and some chardonnay from you. Was that a sip? Nope. You okay. know, I almost did, but let's, I let's... forgot that we did cheers and just touched my lip. I'm sorry. All right. Let's cheers and jump into it here. Cheers. Uh, so the, the Episode three. Episode first three. Red. Yeah, go ahead. All go right. ahead. So the first sip going down here. Interesting. I have not had a glass of red wine in a long time. I know. It's weird. So this is the ASMR section of the podcast where we slap our tongues around the annoying part of it but yeah yeah <laughs> sorry uh, for all the listeners but very interesting um what what's your what's your initial reaction what do you get right off the mouth 
I don't know. Now all I get is a bug bug spray taste. Describe like it's how like, it feels. Oh, it's kind of smooth. It. I don't know. What do you mean? Like like it's it's smooth. I get like cherry fruity, but also a bit like no sting really. Do you get any mouth feel on it? Like, is there any sort of? Um, I don't know what you mean by that. Literally, how does it make your mouth feel when you take a sip? What do you think? Is there anything that comes to mind to describe there's, it? There's, I, I'm, I, I'm not good with that. So, but afterwards, I feel um, like it lingers, like it lingers and gets more. So the finish is a little bit long. It's more bittery, tanniny. I still feel it in my throat. Yeah, right now. I still, I still feel it. So, so, but how do you explain that? So I would say, and this is again, um, this is. Coming off, Kevin's of, probably like listening, being like, "Oh my he's god, it off these people now. have no uh, idea." What a, they're a, a family <laughs> friend who, who's who's studying wine and, and whatnot in in France. In France, uh, so so basically, what I anyway. what I was gonna say is, uh, I'm, my whole mouth gets sort of gets, there's a warmth like, to it. Okay, it literally feels like a, like a hug. Like it's like a it's like a like it it's, it's fully envelops like, the entire. Yeah. I'm not sloshing it around my cheeks. I'm not getting it in my gums or anything. I just took a mouthful and, and swallowed it down, I, and I notoriously don't have big mouthfuls. So, no, he has, like, uh, little baby sits. Oh, Adam, have a sip of this. He, like, touches it to his lips. Oh, it's good. So it, <laughs> it, it is. I can get a lot of that, but it, I feel it all the way through my mouth, and there is a little bit of a tingle on the underside of my tongue. Wow, um, you're good at this. I'm literally just saying how I feel when I wow. taste it. Just have a I'm taste. I'm just, like, surface level, like, I don't know. It, no, just, like, <laughs> I, that's, I, that's literally me just saying wow, what it okay. tastes like. So have a sip. I want to eat, like, the physical reaction. Not, not you know, this tastes like cherries or it tastes like bug spray. What does it feel like? Like, I can feel it traveling down my esophagus. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I get what you're saying. Like, fills your mouth. It, like, leaves a linger. It feels full. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It's it, not overly sweet. No. It's... There, it doesn't taste... Um, well, I want you. I want you it's to. Like, it's like buttery almost. You would say buttery, eh? It's it doesn't taste like butter, but it's like but the smoothness. The, the yeah, because there is a certain smoothness because you don't taste. I don't think you taste a ton of alcohol on it. But like, the, there's an after, like up my nose burn, kind of. Okay. Do you, have you have you had a sip and then drawn air in while you're doing <laughs> no. that? No. So okay, let's try that. Try that. I just did that. How and what do you think? I thought that you sort of it, it intensifies the flavor for sure because it's it's literally bubbling it in your mouth. But um, I, I, I that's when I came up with the idea that or my thought that it didn't have an I alcohol my lips flavor. A bit. I wonder if that's. Do you think it tastes out of the three sweet? Acidic or tannin? Tannic. Um, I don't know. A little bit of all. Like, it's not sweet. I wouldn't call this sweet, but it's not overly bitter But it, or acidic. I th- I'd say, I don't know. Like, it's it's pretty tannic, I think. It's, like, bittery, See, but not. The, the, more, the more, here, let's switch glasses. Okay. I want to see if there's any, any change. Okay. The more I drink it, the less long the finish is. Interesting. There's certainly like that, um, you know, I've just had a sip of wine taste in my mouth. Your smell's different than mine. But uh, but there's nothing that's super lingering about it. Uh, let, me, let me have a sn- sniff here. Yeah, yours, yours smells different out of the glass, 100%. That's so weird. 100%. I'm just going to give Maybe it Maybe next little... week we should actually use the same glass. No, this is good. This is but little... look how much more like... Oh, no, yours is like that. Too. It's bubbles. That's what... It's not okay. sediment. You can see them pop, popping. So those are not... Like yours to the nose, like way yours, stronger. Yours smells like tires. It smells like rubber tires, like in an auto shop. 
Interesting. A thousand percent. You know that um, never been on road tire yeah. smell? That's yeah. That's what I'm smelling. I get that out of yours too. Okay. Okay. I don't get the bug spray as much anymore. Almost a little bit right away, and then it sort of fades. But um, it was way more prevalent when, when it first so. opened. So, so have a sip of mine. This is the bulbous stem glass here. So I want to. I want to see if it tastes any different to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yours. Yours to me tastes sweeter. I don't know if that's, that's in, in my so head. Weird. No, that can't be it. I, I really wonder if it if it's got to do with the oxidization because, because it's, it says more exposure, which would be the larger glass, right? Should be sweeter, right? Which I'm which we're getting. You're getting the opposite though. Let me let me switch back to mine. I think here. maybe it's in your. Oops, sorry. <laughs> well, let's let me see. I think it's in your head a little bit because I think you want it, but I, yeah, you know what? They do smell different though. They smell different. The tastes are very similar. The well, tastes are very the same similar. wine. I know, I know, but they smell different, so they're the same wine. Do you want wine. your glass back? Yeah. Okay. That's why I took that back. Oh. <laughs> I made the right choice, I think. Yeah. Um, well, my I, I don't run hot. Like, your hands are warm. Like, my hands are... I'm pretty cold. Either way. Anyway. Uh, okay, so let's get back to this here. We're going to go back to the bottle. Uh, is it an attractive bottle? Do you like this? Is it, is it drawing your attention off the shelf? I think it looks classy. Like, it looks pretty sharp with the coloring and... The labels mm-hmm. and the top part is a nice red, which kind of stands out. I don't know if I would be drawn to it because it looks kind of boring to me, it which l- is weird because we usually like we usually like labels that stick out a little bit. And this one wouldn't catch my eye. This one is li- literally born to us off of a menu, so we didn't have a right. chance to appraise it like that. And right. it's a little bit understated with the black and silver. Right. When you look at it up closely, there's a lot of detail on there it. There is, like a lot of little dots. For and- sure. And it draws you in a bit more. Yeah, but uh, let it's me. Not, it's not our usual label, though. So we usually, like a little bit of a story. It, yeah, 100%. but I guess on the bottom there is that separate label. But what do you think the alcohol content is on this bottle? Okay, so what did is red more? I don't know if I don't believe there's any grape. I mean, there could be grapes that are more or less. I think it's more about the process of it. But you're not. I don't think across the board reds are more okay. more alcoholic. And what have higher. our previous ones been? Twelve point five was the first one. I cannot remember last week. I think it was twelve eight, maybe or thirteen, thirteen, something like that. I would say we both agreed that the, you don't taste a lot of alcohol on this because it's more. It's like an easy drinking wine. I could I could slay a bottle of that. We're going to. <laughs> yeah, it's happening um, Monday night. I'm almost done. Um, it. Uh, I'd say thirteen and a half. Very close. What is it? 13.8%. Okay. So I would agree. I think the complexity of... I think the... red wines... Like, this is just in my head it's with no research. I feel like red wines have more alcohol. But that's probably not true. But it's, for me, I just associate, like, tannins, alcohol, red wine, well, darker. And that's, and that's something that we can we can dispel because, like we said, that's what we're here to do is learn a little bit. So, so here, I'll let you top yourself oh. up here. I'm going to wow. do a little, I'm gonna do a little research here. Fine. Uh, but uh, we both agreed we do not taste wine, uh, sorry, alcohol heavily We don't taste wine at all. We don't taste the alcohol no on this. <laughs> we don't taste the alcohol on this at all, do we? No. It's not over the top. It's so. not over the top. It's interesting that it's 13.8%, the, the, the highest percentage that we've had. And I think maybe that comes from the complexity. Yeah, maybe. Like, like the because there's, you know, that more tannic stuff you have to deal with. Not deal with. You have to, like, decipher. Uh, it could mask that alcohol content a little bit. Right. So would you say that this is more tannin? Like, would is that the flavor profile that you get out of this? I don't know. I'm so conflicted on this because 
I don't think it's overly sweet, but there is sweetness. I don't think it's overly acidic, but when I drink it, I get that acidy tingle on my tongue. And then I don't think it's overly dry, but when it finishes, it does have that pucker sort of dryness. Bittery. Yeah. Tannins are, are more bittery than dry. Yes, yes. That's right? a very, very, very good distinction to make. So I don't... There's not a ton about this that is bitter in my eyes. But what what is that aftertaste? Would you say acidic? Like that after like... I would say it's more acidic okay. for sure. Okay. So I'm just Like gonna... what fruits do you get out of this? Do you get any fruits? Um. Yes. I would say those dark red fruits that we talked about. So yeah. cherries, I do think... Do you get red currant, aka cat pee? That was black currant. Oh. Okay. I get red currant because that to me is like the sour... Is red currant a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's the sour mixed with like the the sweetness or fruitiness of it because something can be fruity without being sweet i think um yeah there's like bitter or sour yeah so exactly so i'm doing a quick google search here um so there are exceptions but in general red wines have more alcohol by volume than white wines keep in mind that alcohol is mostly but not entirely a result of the amount of sugar in the grapes when they're harvested red wine uh grapes tend to be harvested later on and riper than white wine grapes that's very interesting so So in my sugar in my basic understanding of like gardening and whatnot, um, whatever lasts the longest on uh, on the vine or on the plant really gets more sweet. So even that's why like apples that are bruised or that are like almost rotting, they're so intensely sweet because they've been there the longest, getting the most you know the most nutrients, the most sun, and everything. Um, so that's it. It's the same with grapes. Obviously, it's just another fruit. But it's interesting because I wouldn't necessarily say that red wines are sweeter than white wines. No, that's so, that's an interesting distinction. Yeah, sure, they might have more sugar, but I've never been like, oh yeah, this red wine is super sweet. Like I don't know if I've had a red wine that's like as sweet as some white wines that I've had. That's that's a, a really good point. Yeah, like it, it's it's interesting that the sugar. I, well, I guess sugar turns to alcohol. That's part of the process. Like Right. So it might not be sweet. It just might be more alcohol concentrated. And then that's, I guess, what they're saying here, where right. it comes from. That's from wine, winespector.com. I've heard of that website before. Hmm. Either way. Um, okay. So uh, let's dive into the back of this bottle here because I want to talk about the story. Um, so uh, allow me. Actually, no. I want to see your interpretation of flavors that are not food-based. Oh. So... Is anything you said buttery, which I think is good because you described it not as a food or a flavor, but more as a texture as or a, feel. Yeah, feel. So, um, so yeah, go in for another sip here. Maybe you look for like I know oaky is a thing that people talk about, or like baking spices or earthiness is what we got a lot last week when we talked about it. I want to know your thoughts on any of that, any of that mm-hmm. finishing, more complex, uh, non-food related flavor notes. Do you taste any of those? I don't know what a mineral tastes like. But I feel like it's minerally, maybe a bit oaky, a bit, but it's not like, I don't know really what oak tastes like. Is like smoky that I'm looking for, like a smoky profile? I think that may be it. Would you say this? A bit. I definitely get a bit of a... At the end, you get more of a, because it's, I guess it's more delicate, because you don't get, you don't get smoke off the top. We've Mm, said we get bug spray and tires, so (laughs) what what do we know? But um, I, I wouldn't say you get smoky off the nose. No, but the after finish... A bit oaky. I get a little bit of minerally. It's almost like when you when you drink it, it like comes back out your throat with like smokiness. There's just that like a little bit of finish on yeah. the end. Um, vanilla. Ugh. Go back in for another sip. So for me, vanilla is immediately associated with like baking, like a baking spice. Not spice can... necessarily, but do you get that sort of um, 
It's it's an, it's another thing that makes it warm, right? Yeah, I can see that. I could see like some sort of spices. I don't I don't know my spices well enough to hit the nail on the head with that, but minerally spicy. I think not we, spicy, but like. But like tastes like spices. Almost like nutmeg. <laughs> okay, but well, nutmeg's good because that's that's a baking spice that also has a very intense like heat almost aspect of it. I had an apple crisp one time that had that accidentally had your nutmeg. Grandpa's. <laughs> yes, that had nutmeg poured into it, and it Frankie was like made it. <laughs> it was like fire pie. Right. So that was. Um, I chose not to have it. <laughs> that was an entire accident. Um, myself and my uncle Malcolm, we 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 fought through that, and the apple pie was still very good underneath it. Um, it was yeah, just so it was nutmeg. just very like intense, fiery almost flavor. Like it's it's difficult to say, but like that spice element to it, which is interesting because it's a baking spice, and you don't right. think of that when it comes to like apple pie or baking, right? Or wine. Or wine. Very good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is not the Apple Pie Podcast. Yes, this is not the Apple Pie Podcast. My cheeks are getting hot. It's so hot in this little room. <laughs> it is very hot in the room. Yeah, I, okay, I let's, let's, let me read through the back of the bottle here okay. and we'll see if we get anything else from it. Because it's, it's easier when, like, something, when they say, when someone says something, you're like, yeah, I got that, right? Because it's hard off the tip of your your head or your tongue or whatever because we I read rookies. some I read something in my head and, and like, I'm like I'm like yeah that's it. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so in 1876 brothers Jacob and Frederick Beringer founded Beringer Vineyards in Napa Valley. Our founders estate wines honor the dedication and vision of our founding brothers. This Cabernet Sauvignon is a full-bodied wine with deep berry, full-bodied. toasted oak and vanilla spice flavors. Okay. So when it says deep berry, that's what I get. Yeah. When it's like... But we were even kind of saying that, like the deep red fruit. like We were saying like cherries and currants, which I, I guess currants are more berry, but like even... Ra- there's like raspberry tones to it, which yeah. are almost lighter, but like when it says deep, I think like intense raspberry. Intense. Intense. Like grit your teeth intense. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm queuing up another Google search here. Google search here. I'll take a little peeky. What does full-bodied wine mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Full-bodied wines have a rich, complex, and well-rounded flavor. We were onto that because we, we said that if there was a three-way slider between acidic, sweet, and tannic, it's somewhere it's, between on all of them. Right. So that to me is well-rounded. Right. Body describes the texture of a wine, uh, texture or, or weight. weight of a wine in the mouth. This comes from the combination of elements including alcohol, extract, glycerol, and acid. Full-body wines have rich, complex, well-rounded flavors that linger in the this mouth. This one definitely lingers. So we wow. talked about that. Okay, we did. We just had no idea what it was. We just need to know the terminology better. Right. This is good. Good. So full... I would say this is pretty full-bodied. I, oh, for sure. Because, well, it's not overly anything. Right. It is a lingering. It's powerful. There is that um, like that warmth like, I, like we were talking about with mouthfeel early on. So, interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay, um, do we want to go to lcbo.com or uh, Vivino app first? Mm, what would we do on the LCBO app? Just basically the, the price. That's the price point that I paid for it. Sure. So, what do you think it is? Um, Because this is like a... What did you say? Like a specialty... The found, Yeah, it's like the step up. What did you say though? Oh, Founders Estates. I would say $21. $21. Well, drum roll please. It is actually 16.95. Okay. So, it kind of puts into context the uh, I guess the production level of this winery because to me, I think uh, I think that uh, pair with lamb, sausages and spiced couscous, very specific. Uh, to me, I think cheap wine isn't necessarily bad wine. I think it's wine that's uh, readily available. So Canadian wines are going to be cheaper because, for the most part, they're grown in the Niagara region around here. Right. 
or just that sort of golden horseshoe region. Um, and I, that's funny because the Peely Island is specifically not in that area. The only <laughs> Canadian wine we've tasted on here, but uh, it's closer. There's no import, so on and so forth. Uh, Behringer, I know Carlo Rossi is another one that people like have like the pirate jugs worth. Your parents. Yes. Uh, my dad and, and my stepmom for sure have that. Uh, Only one, in one, pirate jug. <laughs> one of those on the counter at all times. Um, but it, and that's the thing, like wine's very subjective. It's not necessarily price point that dictates that. And even when it comes to a step up brand, like the founder's estates, $16, seven, 17 bucks for like a full, like a full bodied, <laughs> complex, well-rounded bottle of wine. Yeah. And if you look at this LCBO app or not the app, but on, um, a Google search, it says that it's dry and medium bodied with supple texture and forward cassis. What is that? Cassis is like a, there's like a, a liqueur thing with cassis. Oh, okay. It's like a berry, I think. Cherry and spice flavors. The finish is long with notes of vanilla, toasty oak, and spice. So we were we were all over that. For sure. Without and the <laughs> the right lingo. Uh, black currant. So we okay. So cassis is literally currant flavor. Oh. I'd like to pat myself on the back. I we got the acidity of a pea. But the deep berryness of the red currant, right. so interesting. Well, this says cherry too, so we're we're in the right ballpark. And, and I think sure. I I want to try a a type of wine that so like when I look at this, it's like dark like cherries. Oh, absolutely! It almost, it almost feels like a cheat. Like you know when your fingers get stained because of cherries, like that would happen this, with this wine. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. It's I, so dark. I want I want a curveball when it comes to tasting wine, and we have a couple more. Um, Red body, <laughs> red bottles, red bottles of wine that oh, are that God. are different. So we tried to go different, um, different types of wine. So not just you know a red, a white, a rosé, but also different different types of grapes. So um, we have Pinot Noirs, we have Malbecs and whatnot. So I'd love to see a curveball come from one of those because this I feel like you look at it, you're like, oh, it looks like cherries or like black currants, and it's like, yeah, I don't that's even know what that looks like though. But little little round like blackberries. Oh, okay. And it's it's exactly what it is. And, and those are both sweet fruits, but also have that tart aspect of it, which I think this is. It's got that perfect yeah. balance between sweet and tart. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, up next is the Vivino app. This is where we see what other people have to say about the... Uh, about the. What do you have to say about it, though? We haven't really talked about our feelings of it. We've talked... I know we're going to get to that a bit We'll get later, to the recommendations but... of it, but I think you're right. Like, I like this wine. Um, now, I think the original... Uh, Behringer is like twelve ninety nine, the standard one, and that's what we like usually go with. Yes, so um, I think I don't know if I would pay four extra dollars for this, simply based off of twelve dollars and like that being a third of that. I don't know if there's that big of a gap between the two. Like, does Behringer make just a regular Cabernet Sauvignon? Yes. Okay, that's okay. So I don't know if that's worth it in my mind, but this is a very enjoyable glass of wine. Um, it is, I don't want to say complex because I don't think that's the right terminology for it, but it like, do you it's, think it's an easy starter red wine? Yes. I think Interesting. it's, I think it's so, uh, that's a very expensive version. Here it is. Uh, so ten ninety five is the price of their standard Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh wow. So an extra $6. An extra $6. Rich, deep ruby color, moderate aromas of dark berries, cassis and vanilla, flavors of juicy berry, fruit, vanilla, and sugar plums. So this clearly seems like... Silky tannin. Silky is a good word. Silky is a good word. Yeah, because this is pretty silky. I would say this one because it's probably younger. So um, so what that means, I guess, would be more sweetness and less complexity because the sugars don't have as much time to like sit and ferment. Right. So when it's younger, the sugar stays sweet, I guess. Which okay. is where we're coming from with it, this being more 
developed and full-bodied, it's that one would be more of the slider on the sweet end. Right. Which makes sense. And also, um, you're not paying for storage and whatnot when it comes to letting it age, so it, it's cheaper. Right. If you look there, it says sweetness descriptor, D minus dry. It'd be interesting to look up, like, what those actually mean, because, you know, there's, like, M minus, M plus, like we looked into last week, but we didn't actually, we don't actually know what the M or that's the a, D stands for, right? That's our promise. That's the Wine and Down pod, podcast <laughs> promise. We're going to know about the rating systems of pluses and minuses. Eventually. And, Eventually, maybe even next week we can we can tap dance on it for a little bit and see if we want to. Yeah, we can see if we want to basically try and describe our next bottle of wine, which we don't even know what which one it's going to be. Nope. Um, but probably we'll, a red. Yeah, for sure. That's what we have the most of. So we'll see exactly where we want to go with that. But yeah. that's a good that's a good point. There. Anyway, heading back to the Vivino. The app. Vivino app is loaded. Um, what do you think the rate user rating is on this wine? It's out of five. It's out of five, correct? And is it only point five? Because every no, so it, it okay. averages like uh, threes point okay. threes. Fours, one, two, three, four, point five along the way. Averages that out to give you a decimal along the way. Three point four. Lowballing here. Three point seven. Okay. So three point seven, and there's two thousand nine hundred and forty-five reviews. Oh, on that's it. a lot. So uh, the average price is fifteen thirty-seven on here, which is the closest I think we've seen to the actual yep. price. Um, so. Uh, let me look here. Highlights be- featured in best wines under $20 right now among top 9% of all wines in the world. Wow. And popular among Vivino users, more than 2,000 ratings. Wow. Okay. So when it comes to taste characteristics, it is more, much more bold than light on the slider. It's almost entirely bold. Yep. Uh, smooth and tannic. It's more tannic, but pretty down the middle, which yep. is I think where we were at. Dry, more dry than sweet, which we would say almost it's maybe in more the in the middle. Yeah. And then soft and acidic, it's in, in the, the middle, middle, and that's where we would agree with. Yep. We would probably mimic that with a little adjustment along the way, yeah, right? Yeah, I would say a little bit more sweet than they have there, but other than that, pretty much the same. By almost double, the most described, uh, most used descriptor is vanilla oak and chocolate. Interesting. 11, sorry, 1.1 thousand mentions of oaky notes. Up next is 664 mentions of blackberry, plum, and dark fruit. We were there with that. Yep. Certainly with the, with the dark fruit. And then third with 409 mentions is red fruit, so cherry, raspberry, red fruit. Um, and let's read a couple reviews here. Uh, do you want to read right. Adam's first? So Adam, uh, May 26, said, Rich, dark fruit, and musty on the nose. A little too jammy, but surprisingly lively. Medium, but subtle finish. Little tannins. Interesting. Huh. So we would say... I would say... Medium tannins. Medium tannins. Um, but I like that he's too using... Too jammy. <laughs> too jammy. I wonder if that's almost... That's like the preserved flavors, which are more like sweet. The, right. Could, could so be. He probably... Yeah. He still rates it four out of five, which is pretty pretty good. Lots of dark... So this one's from Andy Petrov on, on July 30th, uh, probably last year. Lots of dark berry fruit. A little jammy, but not, but not overly. Full-bodied... Just a nice California cab to enjoy with a grilled ribeye. Ooh, that, that sounds so good. That would be a good pairing. 21 yeah. degrees, coming off the grill. That'd be nice. We would need a good barbecue for that. We'd have one Our barbecue of is six. broken. <laughs> yes. Uh, next but one yeah, up here is from Chim Chim. Oh, sorry. And Andy gave that four to stars. Four to five stars, rather. Chim Chim says... A slightly dry nose that runs into a light, fruity taste... Cherry, dark fruit, plum, oak, and vanilla notes. Red in color, long legs, medium bodied. Long legs is right. There weren't because they're sl- they're like thick, slow, not very many. Exactly. And they, Does and that they mean were, more alcohol content? Uh, I I believe so. Because we kind of flip flop with this every week. Yeah, I know. It's hard to it's hard to tell. Maybe now um, we can get a better. Let's see here. So there's quite a few legs now. More legs now. Maybe it's just because there's less wine in the glass. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. and they're rather. So I think. That, I think. But the Long. other ones have already reached. Never know. I don't know. We can touch know. base on yes. that again. Um, all right, let's write a review. Um, okay, add review. I'm going to give it four stars because okay. I think it was better than the last two wines we've had, although I enjoyed the rosé the most. Yes. So in my rankings so you, right now... So you liked the rosé better than this Behringer? Yes. Like if you were to have to choose. But I'm ranking the Behringer better. Does that make sense? More stars? But why? Because I think this is a better wine. I just like the other one better. <laughs> okay, I feel like more fair. people would like this. Okay, so... Um, I feel like we should always start with the nose when it comes to review. So, yeah, so we what do we get on the nose? So like deep fruity nose. Deep fruity nose. Fruity nose. Almost like, I get acidity. Like you Acidic. said, tires. Like. And reminiscent, reminiscent, there we go, <laughs> okay. of tires and, tired, of course it auto-corrected that, tires and bug spray. <laughs> Uh, I don't think people are going to like that. I think they will. It's unique. Like, it, it's, okay. it, it didn't taste bad. It didn't no, tear us away it, by the no, nose. definitely not. Um, warm mouthfeel with long finish. Full-bodied. Full-bodied flavor with cherries, currants, and Oak. Oaky? a smoky... Smoky oaky. Smoky. Uh oh. Uh oh. Smoky. Uh-oh. He's losing it. He's losing it here. Oaky. Oh, oaky. Finish. Perfect. Solid wine. Wow. Done. All right. All right. Do I get a badge? No badge. No badge. No badge. Oh, oh yes. yes. You just read your first California Cabernet Sauvignon. You are now an explorer of Cab- Cab- California Cabernet <laughs> Sauvignon. Where you have more to become an enth- enthusiast. So I'm well on my way to being an enthusiast. Um, and adventures. Okay. So now comes to, I think, the last, generally the last part of the podcast. Yep. Which makes me sad because I like drinking wine and talking about it. It's fun. Have some more. You can have as much as your heart desires. I get to work from home tomorrow. <laughs> we all, the world does. Um, I know. I'm just going to save some here for your brother, who always comes in to clean up afterwards. I know. It's so cute. He comes uh, in. He has a last class with us. It's nice. nice. Um, okay. So this is the recommendation part. Okay. So um, I want to know, we've, we've said, we've, we've read in here that it's, uh, was basically talking about how this goes well with like lamb and sausage. And this person on, uh, on the app also said like a nice grilled ribeye. When you think red wine, what food comes to mind? Meat. I say that every time. A hundred percent. A steak. And, and even like heavy sides, like a baked potato. Oh, with yeah. it, like Baked potato, Caesar salad. And like you, you almost, <laughs> even without wine, those dishes always have like roasted peppers or asparagus or mushrooms. like she, mushrooms for sure with asparagus. that. Asparagus. Like, but it's like they, they give you something to cut the richness of a baked potato or right. uh, a, a nice fatty steak that's like beautifully grilled. They give you something to cut that. This has that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think that's maybe why we get it when we go out. It makes we don't sense. know any different, really, but... It's also, like, the cultural it, norm, It right? works, though. I would never go out and get, like, a like a Sauvignon Blanc with a steak. To me, it doesn't no. fit in my head. I, I, yeah. I always go red over white. When it comes to dinners or, like... Or restaurant-y. For sure. Yeah. Unless maybe you were going with, like, a fish meal, then maybe it would be different. I, I would not drink this with fish. To me, it doesn't fit. Yeah, but I don't think a white wine would either. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. really I, order fish, though, so... Like, to me, like, when the sun's up, white wine. When the sun's down, red wine. Okay, fair, yeah. Rosé, sprinkle it all throughout. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your what's your ideal meal with this? What do you think? Kind of like what we just said. Like, 
We're at the keg. I'm having my... Wow. Adam just went to take a swig out of the wine glass. Oh, my God. The wine bottle instead of the wine glass. We're, we're both making mistakes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, so, at the keg, I order my traditional... What do I get? My my New York strip loin. Yeah. Medium rare. I get a baked potato, fully loaded with, like with that cheese, extra butter. cheese butter. Cheese butter. So it's like that fattiness. Oh yeah. And you're getting that mouth coating with the fat too. So this mouth coating of How like you? the acidity comes in there. I, I'm yeah. the same as you. I usually go twice baked potato, which has like bacon. Steak? Uh, and and if I was gonna pick a steak that like, Filet? I would I would go for like a ribeye, okay. bone and ribeye. Give me something big, yeah, heavy. You're a meaty guy. Give me that ribeye cap on the top. That's just like lip smacking good. <sighs> And give me this on the side to sort of, you have that like heavy bite going down and this just like cuts through the fat on it. It's just like got that acidity, but the sweetness that makes it work. It's full bodied. It's full bodied and it, it follows a full bodied meal, I think really well. And it also, it's not like, um. Is that going to be your new word? Full bodied meal. It, we'll, we'll see, around the house. Full it's bodied be. day today. <laughs> it's also a part of a meal, I think. It's not like a break from the meal. It's like part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because. I haven't had a sip in a minute and a half, and my mouth still tastes. I still taste it. Yeah, and that absolutely that flavors it. So I think that's that's good, and we both like this wine. What, what was your star rating? I said three point four. Three point four. So you didn't love this wine. You weren't blown away no, by it's, it. It's but it's but it's good. It's, it's not better like, than average. Yeah, it's better than average. It's not and a half the best I've ever had. What we would say is average, but I enjoy it. Okay, that's good to know. So sixteen ninety five, not a crazy expensive. Red wine, certainly for one in twenty seventeen. This is now aged for two years. Like that, that's a that's a really great that's a really great value. And again, that probably comes from the production volume of it. But but would you rather go for the ten ninety five one? That's like essentially the same. So I talked I talked a big game before when you I said did. that, and I'm drinking more of this now, and I'm liking it more now. Okay, I would probably spend the extra six bucks, the six dollars now. I'm I'm flip flopping. I'm Benedict Arnold. I. Uh, <laughs> I like this wine. I think it's good. Yeah. I talked myself into it. Yeah. So, what's your recommendation? I would say great with a with like a heavy meaty dinner, um, and and worth the step up. But I would say it's not like it's a good it's a good um, second step red wine. I think because it would be good if we had this other bottle of Behringer Cabernet Sauvignon to compare them. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool kind of like dichotomy to see what yeah, we do we or don't do like. And actually, it may be. I think it's just based off of the description. It's got to be more sweet. So I think this is good. I think this is. Um, if you want to, it's almost. It's not a showstopper by any means, no, but it's, it's a little bit more impressive. And Cabernet like, Sauvignon. Yeah, if you have a nice, drinking. if you're yeah. having a nice dinner, you would think twice about cracking this for a hamburger, but you wouldn't think twice about cracking it for a steak. Fair. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Anything to add? Go like go go for another. Let's go for our last sips here. It's it's really grown on me, and I taste it on the the back of the roof of my mouth more than anywhere else. Yeah, and it like kind of makes my nose a bit tingly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I would recommend it. Um, it's like I said, it's not like world renowned by any means, but it's easy drinking if you like reds. Um, it'll be interesting once we dive dive into more of the different types of wines because mm-hmm. I don't really know much, right? So. For me, this was our go-to, so I enjoy it, this but I don't really know what else is out there and what I like, so I would recommend it. 
but I don't think it's a showstopper. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And I think we, we may have said everything we can say here about this. Uh, wow. wow. The, the spill almost came in the 11th hour. We, we've said you know almost more than, than we can really say here. I just looked at the timer. We're at 47 minutes. Too long. So let's, Sorry, let's, guys. let's slam this episode closed. Uh, it's been a good, a good foray into red wines here. I'm happy we, we chose the Behringer, and it's a wine brand that means something to us because it's how we sort of started into red wines. Yep. And uh, we recommend it. Start with the baseline Cabernet Sauvignon. You can't go wrong for a for a tenor. The Behringer, yeah. Uh, for the Behringer, and uh, yeah, step up after that to the Founders Estate. Let us know what you think. Uh, also, for those of you liking and subscribing, and whatnot, we've actually placed on the iTunes food rankings list. Uh, 125. 125 in the world. In of, the world. Of last week. Uh, so we'll, we'll see exactly where that puts us next week. We appreciate everyone's, everyone's Share support. Share it. Like it. Thank review, you for listening. Reviews are huge. Uh, so review it however you will. Uh, we, we love hearing feedback on that. Everyone's been super nice so far. So we appreciate that. We love you that. guys. We appreciate it. If you have any wine recommendations, leave it in the in the review as well. That would be awesome. Eventually uh, we will have guests. So play your stay courage, tuned. Right? Yeah. We're going to be cross-referencing if you've left a review or not. So that's our litmus test for guests. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and uh, until Cheers. next week.